Howdy and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week four, day one of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 4, 1 through 3. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Before we get started, I want to encourage you to check out all the resources we have over at 10weekbible.com. We need to know the Bible now more than ever, so it may be your time to start leading a Bible study group at your church or in a small group in your home. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you more today through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. to be reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 4, starting in verse 1. When Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the city, wailing loudly and bitterly. But he went only as far as the king's gate, because no one clothed in sackcloth was allowed to enter it. <clears throat> I want to pause right there. So the reason that Mordecai is, is putting all these sackcloth and, and, and throwing ashes on his head, this is a very common thing in... Old Testament times, Jews did this, and we're going to find out it, apparently lots of cultures in this time did this, and this was an outward way of showing, hey, I'm in mourning, there's something terrible going on, but it's also a way to inwardly feel this. Like if you're putting on sackcloth, it's rubbing your, your I mean, it, you know, it, it's uncomfortable. Everything about this is uncomfortable. And you got ashes on your head, it's gross. This is a way of forcing yourself in your own body to feel this. Yes, everyone else can see it, but you are actively taking on this mourning process by making yourself, forcing yourself to be uncomfortable, choosing discomfort for yourself. That's a lot of what, what's going on here. Now, this is all because of what Haman has has the decree that he's given, that he's going to annihilate the Jews, that on this certain day, several months from now, from when this is all happening, all of the Jews across all of the, the kingdom of Persia are going to be put to death. Now, to put this in context, the Jews have already been allowed to start returning to Israel. There are already Jews in Jerusalem in the surrounding areas that have been allowed to return, but that is still part of the nation of Persia. And so this includes everything from Jerusalem to uh, Turkey to, you know, the far east of of Persia down to Egypt. It's a very large area that's included in this. And so there's Jews who have started moving all over the place. We know that after the, the decree was given, not everyone went back to Jerusalem. Some people had already started filtering out to different parts of the Persian kingdom and later the Greek empire. And so we know that there's people all over the place. So this is going to be everywhere. Now, a big cluster of them are going to be in Israel and in uh, Persia and and what was just a few years ago, Babylon, <clears throat> that's where a lot of them are. One of the things that I find interesting about this is the king says, you know, no one is allowed to come into the royal palace area in sackcloth and ashes. I, I think this is... <laughs> When I read that, I read, you know, the king of Persia is like, yeah, we don't need that noise in here. I imagine with a kingdom the size of Persia, with an area as large, geographically as large as what he's conquered, and the number of people that he's conquered, if he allowed people in sackcloth and ashes to come into basically essentially the Capitol building, there'd be no end to the number of people coming in 
in sackcloth and ashes. You know, there'd be someone from the Far East coming in and saying, you know, my child died because of one of your soldiers killed him or, you know, this and that. There'd just constantly be people there. And so there's a rule. No, we don't want any of that noise up in here. If you're going to weep and, and do all the sackcloth and stuff like that, stay out of here. I don't want to see that. I just, I, I kind of, I imagined the meeting that was going on when this first became an issue, when they start conquering all these peoples and they've taken over Babylon. And I mean, when you've got an, a, enough people, there's always going to be tragedy. There's always going to be something that someone will be doing this for, and they're going to want to come and show off in the capital. I remember I used to work in the city of Austin, Texas, for all Austin is the capital of Texas. And I would occasionally walk down to the capital. I worked in downtown, just a few blocks from the capital building. And every Friday, there was a group of women. It was, it was very interesting. It was the same group of women every single Friday. And every single Friday, they were in front of the Capitol protesting for some different cause. It was never the same cause. It was always something different. And they always protested on Friday because they knew if they were there on Friday, the photographers would be there to snap a picture. And that's when they would get in the Sunday edition of the newspaper to get the most coverage. But it was funny because it was the same group of about 10 or 15 women, and they were always protesting something different. So I can only imagine if you have an empire the size of Persia that you've conquered with so many disparate peoples, just how many people would be in sackcloth and ashes, wailing and weeping and mourning and complaining. And the king of Persia is like, not in here. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. So Mordecai and all of the rest of the Jews who are doing this. They have to stay outside of basically the city gates. Verse three, in every province to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So everyone who hears about this, every Jewish person who hears about this, they're doing the same thing. They're putting on the sackcloth and ashes. Again, an outward sign, but also you're forcing yourself to feel this. You're forcing yourself to feel the discomfort of something that is not reality yet but it's coming, right? So this is keeping this ever present before you. One of the things that we as modern Westerners do, and, and we, I guess we don't do this well, is we don't, we don't do this kind of thing. There's all sorts of bad things going on. I mean, really, really big bad things, abortion, uh, human trafficking, all of those kind of things. And they're so easy. We hear about them, but they're so easy for us to ignore, we just move on with our daily life. And, and this was actually a way for people to keep themselves from ignoring the thing, keep themselves from just moving on with daily life by choosing. This is a, a voluntary thing to force themselves to feel discomfort. And every time that sackcloth rubs against your arm, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, they're going to kill us all. Oh my gosh. And, and then that causes you to pray. It causes you to wail. It causes you to mourn what's coming, right? I mean, I wonder if there's a way that we could reinstitute something like this that could force us to remember some of the great injustices going on in our day, that we would remember to weep over them and mourn over them and pray for them. That's the big thing. How can we force ourselves to remember to pray for these kinds of things like they did in those days? I think it would change things immensely if we would have reminders of the things going on around us. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time.
Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.